What's up guys? So real quick before we get into the video, I wanted to one, show you the shirts that I'm working on. Working on getting a bunch of these made. Got my free bets thing on the back. And uh, next up I want to tell you all about a contest I'm going to do on uh, my on this video. Um, the UFC 288 video. Um, if you all want to try and win, we got a Demetrius Johnson. Got a Holly Home. I've got a Donald Cerrone. No, it's glaring. You can't see it very well, but um, and then I've got a signed uh, UFC glove signed by Killer Miller. And uh, if y'all want a chance to win one of those, um, obviously like and subscribe, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and uh, the contest is going to be this. So you got to pick three winners. Uh, the round and the method of victory and you only get one decision so two of them have to be the round and the method of victory other than decision knockout or submission um, and I'll turn the comments off on that uh, the day of the fights and uh, we'll see if anybody uh, can get the win man and I just thought it'd be something cool for you guys and and uh, yeah that's all man so let's get into the video what's up guys we're here to go over UFC 288, Sterling versus Cejudo. Uh, first off, please like and subscribe. Um, this show is available on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, Rumble, all that stuff. And uh, my Instagram is highkick underscore fight picks. If there's any bets or anything that I add or you don't want to watch the video, you just want to see the picks and the bets, you can go to my Instagram and you can see it all there. Um, anything I add after the video will be... Uh, added on there so that's where you can find all that at um please don't forget to check out chris Lytle's podcast uh, he was nice enough to do an interview with me he's a really cool guy i consider him a friend um the lights out podcast is a very good show so i don't get paid to do that i just you know i just enjoy the show and i want other people to as well uh so yeah we're coming off um ufc vegas uh what was it 71 or 72, whatever, Pavlovich versus uh, Blades. And, um, yeah, I, I made a little bit of money. Um, overall, I picked uh, seven of the 11 fights correct. And, um, yeah, I was, uh, there was a couple of picks, man, that I was really leaning towards that I didn't go with, and I wish I had because they ended up winning. Um, but uh, as far as my bets go, my posted bets, I had two of those hit. And I had a couple of parlays hit. I had a play on Jeremiah Wells that hit. Um, I had a Wells versus Green or Wells and Green two man parlay. Obviously, they didn't pay me for the Bobby Green part of the parlay. I know some books screw people on that, but uh, the ones I use, they just the Green just dropped off, and I just got paid for the Wells part of the parlay. So that's how the books do it with a draw or whatever. The ones I use, I don't know about. All, I've heard people getting screwed over by other books, so. Uh, and then I had a uh, Lucindo, um, Wells, Sergey Pavlovich, uh, three-person parlay. That's not one that I posted. That's one I made right before the fight started, and uh, that hit. And 
I had a play on Francis Marshall that didn't hit. I had another, uh, like a small, like four or five fight parlay with him in it that didn't hit because of him. And, uh, I'd have a ongoing parlay still right now. Um, let me pull it up so I can tell y'all what it is. So I had Wells, Lucindo, Bobby Green. Obviously, Bobby Green will get, you know, um, that won't count. But uh, I've got three more fights on um, the upcoming card. The uh, Simone versus Song card. Charles Johnson, Natan Levely, and Martin Bidet, uh on there. So if those three people hit or win, this this parlay will hit next week or this weekend. Um, so what else? Uh yeah, let's get started on this card, man. Uh, first up, we got Parker Porter taking on Braxton Smith. And uh, Parker Porter is 38 years old. He's six foot tall with a 75-inch reach. He is 13 and 8 and 3 and 3 in the UFC. Um, you know, Parker, he doesn't have super big power for a heavyweight. And his striking is pretty good. It's not great, but pretty good and uh you know his advantage in this in this fight will you know possibly be if he can get a takedown and win the fight but i'm not so sure he's going to be able to do that against uh braxton um but if braxton touches him man he's out of there i mean this guy hits hard and uh you know i really wish there was more i could say for for porter here man you know i'm i'm a fan of his i i, I would like to see him win i'm always kind of rooting for him but i'm not rooting for him in this fight because i like braxton but um and then you know uh it's gonna be a tough one for him man so and he's taking on Braxton Smith. He is 33 years old. He's 5'11". We don't have a reach on him yet. Um, and he is 5-1, and one, and this is going to be his UFC debut. So I've been talking to Braxton on Instagram. Uh, he's a really nice guy. Uh, I'm going to be uh, doing an interview with him at some point. But, uh, you know, through the course of us talking, you know, we found out we had a few more things in common. He, he lives in Austin, I believe. But uh, there's three things in life that I like, man. Combat sports, horror movies, and fishing. And uh, it turns out he's a big horror movie fan. And uh, he has a horror movie podcast, uh, the Coming Soon podcast. So check that out. And um, I'm hoping to get my horror podcast going. That was what I was originally supposed to do, but haven't got it going yet because I can't talk about horror movies by myself. But um, but yeah, he's a pretty cool, pretty cool guy. A really nice guy, man. He's a, yeah, he's a former uh, pro football player. So he's in really good shape. He's a big, thick guy. Um, not not the tallest for a heavyweight, but you know he's he's definitely a a, a big strong guy, man. <laughs> you could tell if you go and watch his fights. He was fighting over in uh, Peak Fighting Championship, which is that's a re relatively uh, you know new organization down here in Texas. Um, they've only been around for maybe like a year and year or two, and uh, yeah, most of his fights have been there. And uh, five knockouts in a row. I mean. Really impressive. Obviously, he's a really good athlete. He's in really good shape. He's a big, strong guy, man. <laughs> so if he touches uh, Parker Porter, you know, he's he's out of there. And, uh, you know, the only worry that I, I could have as far as, you know, Braxton in this fight would be just because he always gets the quick knockout. We don't know, you know, if, if the cardio holds up over into the third round or anything, but most likely he's not going to need it because he comes out there and he goes for it. You know, he tries to get that knockout and he don't mess around, so... He's a very exciting guy to watch, and I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing what he's going to do in the UFC. Next up, we got Zalgas Sumagulov taking on Rafael Estevan. 
And Zalgus is 34 years old. He's 5'4 with a 66 and a half inch reach. He is 14 and 8 and 1 and 5 in the UFC. And uh, you know, this guy just he can't he <laughs> he can't get it going, man. He's he's a really good fighter. Um big fan of his and my heart goes out to him because he just he's had nothing but tough fights in the UFC and he's been at the wrong end of a couple decisions that he should have, you know, should have had go his way. And uh, you know, if you look at his record, you know, his, he, he fought Amir Albazi in his in his that's not his debut. Let's look at his debut. I think he even had a hard fight in his debut. So his debut was against Rolian Paiva, his UFC debut. Not it's not an easy fight. Amir Albazi was after that, and then he beat uh, Jerome Rivera very quickly, and uh, then he fought Manel Cape. <laughs> That's not an easy fight. Nobody wants to fight Manel Cape right now. Um, everybody's running for him. Then he fought Jeff Molina, who's a very talented fighter, and he that was a close split decision. And uh, even Jeff, when they were reading out the decision, put his arms down because he thought that uh, he lost, and they ended up giving the decision to uh, Molina. So, and then he fought Charles Johnson, and I believe he won that fight. I mean, I thought he clearly won the first two rounds. Um, he outvolumed. He got the takedowns. I mean, he 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 did a he put on a good performance, man. And I don't know why the judges really didn't give that to him, but um, so and he's got um he's pretty talented, man. He's got great striking, um, pretty good wrestling, very fast, puts out a lot of volume. Um, you know, he's fought the better competition out of these two guys by like tenfold. Um, you know, he was originally supposed to fight Nate Maness this time out, and I was definitely riding with him there for sure. And I was real happy for him because I felt like that was a, you know, a very winnable fight for him. And, uh, this is going to be a little bit tougher match for him. He's going to be taking on Rafael Estevam. He is 36 years old, 5'8", with a 69-inch reach. He's 11-0, and and this is going to be his UFC debut. Uh, so this guy's real exciting to watch. Most of his wins are by, uh, finish, knockouts, and submissions both. Um, you know, he obvi- he's obviously well-rounded. He's going to have a one-inch reach advantage here. Real good cardio. Uh, pushes a tough pace on guys. Um, you know, he's a good size for the weight class as well. And, uh, you know, in his fight on the Contender Series, you know, he sh- he, uh, he showed good uh, submission defense, good ground and pound. Um, you know, he throws hard elbows from top position. He's a very good grappler. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, man, but I'm picking Zalgas. Uh you know, because um, he's fought the better competition and he's due for a win, and he deserves a win. But uh, I'll probably be wrong. I know Estevam's a like a minus one seventy favorite right now. I know everybody's going with him, um, but you know Zalgas's record doesn't really do him justice. You know, until you look into it. Um, but I need to see more out of you know out of Rafael before I just jump on the bandwagon with everybody else. I know he's eleven and zero. I know he's good, and uh, but we got I got to see him beat somebody tough. So. I'm going to be taking Zalgas to get the win. Next up, we got Ikram Aleskarov taking on Phil Hawes. And Aleskarov is 30 years old. He is six foot tall with a 76 inch reach. He's 13 and one. And this is going to be his UFC debut. Um, so we got a guy here who's trained with Khabib. He's a very talented wrestler. Uh, he's got great submissions. His only loss is to uh, you know, Kamzat Chemaev, and there's no shame there, obviously. Um, seems to be very well-rounded, has a lot of finishes on his record. You know, he, he's fought a lot of tough guys over in Brave FC. You know, he made it, he made it look easy in the Contender Series as well. Um, I don't have anything negative to say about, about this guy. You know, um, Phil Hawes is going to be a pretty good test for him, though. And uh, he's taking on Phil Hawes. Phil Hawes is 
34 years old, six foot tall with a 77 and a half inch reach. He's 12 and four and four and two in the UFC. So, you know, I got a mixed bag of thoughts when it comes to Phil. You know, he, he's a really good fighter. Absolutely a really good fighter. He's a very good wrestler. You know, and according to UFC.com, he has a hundred percent takedown defense. Uh, you know, he has big power. His striking's come a long way. It's looked, it looked amazing in the, you know, uh, the, uh, Duran Wynn fight. You know, he was landing all those elbows. He was, he just beat the crap out of Duran Wynn. Um, he looked good against Chris Curtis until he got caught as well. You know, he was out, he was out volume in Chris and landing some good shots. Um, you know, and, and it's just his chin, man. You know, that's the only thing that, that worries me about him. I would, you know, ride with him all day here, but he's been knocked out several times and, you know, um, He's very explosive. He he puts out a lot of volume. You know, he had that unfortunate knee injury in his last fight. And, you know, his corner probably should have stepped in and, and, and called that fight because that injured knee led him to getting knocked out very bad because he wasn't able to get away, you know, from the punches and, and defend himself properly. Um, but I'll be very impressed if Aleskarov gets, you know, gets the takedowns on Haas. Um, Haas is going to have the striking advantage for sure. And honestly, I, I really do want to take a shot on Haas, but but I just can't, you know, with, with the chin and how many times he's been knocked out like that. You know, I, I hope Haas wins. I'm rooting for him. Um, if Haas stuffs the takedowns, he could totally win this fight. Uh, but uh, I'm going to take a Leskarov to get the win. I'm going to say he wins by knockout. Round two. Next up, we got Joseph Holmes taking on Claudio Ribeiro. And Joseph Holmes is 27 years old, uh, fighting out of Texas. He's 6'4 with an 80-inch reach. He's 8-3 and three and 1-2 and two in the UFC. And, you know, Holmes is a tall, rangy guy for the division. Um, you know, his striking isn't horrible, but he showed to have some holes in his game. Uh, you know, mainly uh, mainly his grappling and, and takedown defense and submission defense have been his problems as of late that we've seen. Uh, some of the things he's definitely probably been working on. Uh, he's going to have a three-inch reach advantage in this spot, but you know I've gone back and watched a lot of his fights, but I I don't see a lot of places where I feel he's going to have the advantage in this matchup. Uh, you know he's a big guy; he's always live for a knockout. He's got super long reach, uh, so there's always always a chance that he could get the win. And you know I'll be rooting for him, but uh, you know one thing also that he does that's very good since he's so tall. You know he brings that knee up the middle. That's what he caught. Um, what was that guy's name? He caught Alan Amadowski with that knee straight up the middle because he's so he's so tall. He really has good reach with his leg, and uh, he laid that dude out with that. So you watch out for that in this fight. That could serve him well if he gets it. Um, he's taking on Claudio Ribeiro. He is thirty years old. He's six one with a seventy seven inch reach. He's ten and three and zero and one in the UFC. Uh, so all of Claudio's wins are by finish. You know, he had a really tough debut against uh, Abdul Alassan. Uh, he got knocked out there, but but that dude hits really hard. It happens. You know, Alisson's very talented striker. Um, he has pretty good Muay Thai, uh, good calf kicks, counters well, um, pretty good takedown defense. Uh, you know, not, not a whole lot else to say on that. You know, I think he's better everywhere the fight goes here, and uh, I think he's going to win by uh, round two knockout. Next up, we got Drew Dober taking on Matt Favola. This is going to be a really exciting fight. Um. Drew Dober is, you know, he's one of my favorites, man. I love watching Drew Dober fight, and Frivola is is amazing too. Uh, he's twenty six, or sorry, thirty four years old, five eight with a seventy inch reach. He's twenty twenty six and eleven, 
and 12-7 and 1 uh no contest in the in the UFC. And Drew is one of my favorite fighters, like I said, excellent Muay Thai, big power in his hands. And you know, if you didn't believe it before him knocking out Bobby Green proved it. Uh you know, Green hasn't been knocked out in a long time. He's fought some killers too. And uh Dober's got great calf kicks. He pushes a really good pace. His striking defense could be a little bit better. He does get hit a lot sometimes, but he's got that giant chin and even though he might get rocked, he usually still survives and comes back to get the win. Uh, he's been training since he was 14 years old. Uh, he was a two-time amateur Muay Thai world champion. Uh, his takedown defense could be better as well. But uh, you know he scrambles up to his feet pretty quickly when he does get taken down, unless it's like against Is- Islam Makachev. Um, you know, he's super tough, very respectful. He doesn't do the whole shit-talking stuff. Um, he has a very nasty left hand to the body. It hurts guys with, you know, a lot with that. You see him do that to uh, Rafael, is it Alves? Yeah, Rafael Alves is what he got him with. And uh, it's going to be fight of the night, most likely, man. This is a, a really good fight, good matchmaking. Uh, he's going to be taking on Matt Favola. He is 32 years old. He's 5'9 with a 71-inch reach. He's 10-3-1 and 4-3-1 and in the UFC. You know, I have my doubts about Matt at first, but he's proven to be a really tough, you know, exciting fighter. Um, you know, he's coming off two first-round finishes. He has good wrestling background, uh, knockout power in both hands. He can be pretty wild at times. You know, he uh, he's always live for a knockout, and I think Frivola will have the speed advantage, uh, at least for the first round. They both have big power. You know, uh, you know, Dober will probably have a striking advantage. You know, all his kicks, you know, and shots to the body could serve him well in this fight. It's slow Frivola down. Um, Frivola may be able to get Dober down, though, and I think Dober has the better cardio. Uh, this is a risky fight. I wouldn't put any money on it, but I'm taking Dober to win by third-round knockout. Um, I think I think Frivola might be getting a little too into the, the first-round finishes because <laughs> in his, uh, in his like, the Valdez fight, he went out there and he threw everything he possibly could before until he was... If he had made it out of that round, he probably wouldn't have been able to continue. He was so exhausted from beating that dude up. And uh, you know, when you get in the habit of getting those first round knockouts like that, you gotta you gotta remember, man. You know, if if they don't go away, you're gonna have to pace yourself a little bit. So sometimes I worry that that might might come into play with him. But I have a feeling he might push the takedowns in the beginning of this fight, and you know, it might take a it might take a round for Dober to get going and really start you know putting his work in. But uh, I think Dober's gonna get the win here. Next up, we got Devin Clark taking on Kennedy Ninchekwu. And Devin Clark is 33 years old. He's six foot tall with a 75 inch reach. He's 14 and seven and eight and seven in the UFC. So he's had a pretty long career in the UFC. Most of his career looks like it's been in the UFC. So um, he's been around a long time, you know, and uh, he's got a lot of submission losses on his record in the UFC. Um, he's a tough guy, though, and he can really wear on guys and come on late in the fight. You know, he's looked. He looked much improved in his last win over Don Jung, and uh, he was a big underdog in that fight, too. And, you know, uh, Clark showed that he'd been working on his grappling. He does have heavy hands, good knees, elbows. Um, The best thing about him is his cardio, really, and ability to push a good pace late into the fight. So uh, that's kind of something that these guys have in common, man. You know, um, know, Kennedy Nechekwu is 30 years old. 6'5 with an 83 inch reach. He's 11 and 3 and 5 and 3 in the UFC. And I'm a big fan of Kennedy's. Um, you know why? Because he 
often comes out and gets the shit kicked out of him for the first round, and then he comes back and gets the finish. Uh, he's a really big guy for light heavyweight. Um, he's got a good. He's going to have an eight inch reach advantage here. Um, he has a win over uh, Carlos Olberg, which looks pretty good in hindsight. You know, Olberg's on a tear right now, and he's a very good kickboxer. Um, you know, he has good wrestling. He's very well rounded for sure. And you know, only bad thing I can say is he's a slow starter. You know, he's got really heavy hands, great cardio. And I expect Kennedy to be to be better. You know, everywhere the fight goes here, but. Uh, it's a good live betting opportunity as well. You know, Clark may have a good first round, but I expect Kennedy to get the KO in round two or three. Next up, we got Marina Rodriguez taking on Verna Janroba. Marina Rodriguez is, she's 36 years old, 5'6", with a 65-inch reach. She's 16-2-2 two and 6-2-2 two, and two and two in the UFC. Uh, Marina's very good. She's been at the top of the division for a while now. Um, she's only lost a really good competition. Uh, she has pretty good striking, good power. She has a few wins by finish in the UFC. Uh, pretty well-rounded. She's going to have a one-inch reach advantage here, and uh, she will be the better striker in this fight. Uh, she has very fast hands. She throws a ton of volume, throws a lot of kicks. Um, yes, She has a Muay Thai foundation, and uh, she has struggled with really good grapplers at times. And uh, she's coming off her, her first knockout loss in her career. So you never know how that's going to affect someone. So take that into consideration if you're planning on putting money on this fight. My advice is, for the most part, try to stay away from the, the women's bets. There's very few that I put money on. Lucinda is one of them, though. And uh, Rodriguez has taken on Verna Janroba. She's 34 years old, 5'3", with a 64-inch reach. She's 18 and three and four and three in the UFC. And yeah, Vern is a really good grappler, great jujitsu. Um, striking could be better, uh, but that's why she relies on her takedowns to get the wins. Uh, she has 13 submission wins on her record. She's strong and powerful for sure. And uh, she's definitely got a shot in this fight because her strength, I feel like, is Rodriguez's weakness. But um, I've been on a women's underdog kick here lately, mainly because I've rarely put money on them. And here lately, the underdogs have been coming through. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how it looks on paper sometimes, you know, and on tape. Um, but I'm still going to go with Rodriguez here to get the win uh, by decision. Mainly because, you know, the if you go back and watch like the, you know, the Janaroba, um Angela Hill fight, you know, the, her last fight, it was almost a year ago now. You know, she was running forward and just kind of running into punches and stuff real bad and not moving her head and and following Angela Hill, you know, being letting Angela Hill lead her into punches. You know, I know she still got the win because she got the takedowns, but with someone as slick as Rodriguez on the feed, if she can't get the takedown, she's going to get busted up for three rounds. So taking uh, Rodriguez to get the win by decision. Next up, we got Daniel Santos taking on Johnny Munoz Jr. <laughs> And Daniel Santos is 28 years old. He is 5'7 with a 67-inch reach. He's 10-2 and two and 1-1 one and one in the UFC. And uh, Daniel beat a really tough guy that I was pretty high on in John Castaneda, his last fight. And uh, lots of finishes on his record, both both sub and KO. And uh, you know, he got dropped quite a few times in his last fight. And uh, you know he came through it and got the win, but... You know, he, he he did miss weight that time, and that could play a factor into into why, you know, he was getting rocked like that. He, he ended up missing weight by, like, three pounds, so uh, that, that could be part of it. Um, he does get taken down a lot, but he scrambles to, scrambles to his feet very well. 
Um, he throws good combinations and he can carry his power over with him, you know, later into the fight, into the third round. He has good uppercuts in the clinch, very good cardio, uh, trains with Charles Oliveira and all those guys. So he's got a good camp. Um, he has good submission defense. He's never been submitted and, uh, this should be a fun fight, man. He's, he's very exciting to watch. And, uh, he's taken on Johnny Munoz Jr. He is 30 years old, 5'9", with a 71-inch reach. He's 12-2 and 2-2 and and in the UFC. And Munoz has a good jiu-jitsu, lots of submissions on his record. He was undefeated before he came to the UFC. Um, has pretty good striking, uses his push kicks very well. He kind of uses them like a, like, his, like a jab, and he also uses his jab very well. Um, doesn't seem to have a whole lot of power in his hands, but, but he puts out good volume, you know, to make up for it. And he throws good straight punches for the most part. Uh, not a lot of wild stuff. He's going to have a four inch reach advantage here. And, you know, I think he's going to improve further, you know, into his career. He'll look better and, and hasn't had any really credible wins yet. You know, uh, in my opinion, um, you know, the guys he's beat that so far have not won a fight in the UFC, any of them, um, which it's only been a couple, but, uh, you know, if he wins this fight, I'll start riding with him, but I'm taking Santos to get the win. Uh, as long as Santos is able to be on weight, not have a bad weight cut, I think he'll be able to pull this fight through. Uh, Munoz might have a, fir- uh, a good first round, but uh, you know, I think Santos will take over late, so I'm going to say Santos by decision. Next up, we got Chaos Williams taking on Rolando Bedoya. And Chaos Williams is 29 years old. He's six foot tall with a 77 inch reach. He's 13 and three and four and two in the UFC. Uh, Chaos is a scary guy. You know, he has a lot of power. You know, he came into the UFC with two quick knockouts. Uh, Let's look at his record real quick. So he came into the UFC and his first fight, he knocked out Alex Morono in 30 seconds. And uh, his next fight, he knocked out Abdul Alassane in 30 seconds. And then he had a kind of boring fight with Michelle Pereira. And uh, then he beat Matthew Selmosberger by decision. And then he knocked out uh, Miguel Baeza in the third round before losing his last fight to Randy Randy Brown. It was a split decision, uh, but I actually thought it was pretty clear for Randy Brown, that fight. Uh, He did have his moments in it, though. He did rock rock Brown in the first round, I think, or maybe it was the third round. But... uh, where was I at? <clears throat> so, yeah, he got out volume by Randy, and Randy had the reach and, and the speed on him. You know, Chaos had his moments in that fight, like I said, but, uh, you know, it was probably his first time dealing with somebody with that long of a reach and, you know, to have the height advantage on him like that. Uh, he has seven knockout wins, and six of those were first-round finishes. He has never tried to take anybody down in the UFC yet. Um, you know, he's a he's a striker with, with good boxing, and he's exciting to watch. He shows 75% takedown defense, but he hasn't fought any really talented wrestlers yet. But And he's going to have a two-inch reach advantage in this fight. So um, He's taken on Rolando Bedoya. He is 5'11". We don't have his age or his... <laughs> uh, he's 5'11 with a 75-inch reach. He's 14-1, and one, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And, you know, he seems like a pretty good, you know, well-rounded prospect. Tons of success on the regional scene. Um, he has a 50-50 uh, decision-to-finish win ratio. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and make it, you know, this short and sweet. And, uh, you know, this is I think it's just a little too much for Ronaldo too soon, I think. And I think he's going to have success in the UFC for sure. I just I just think this is a tough fight for him to jump in on, you know, probably on short notice. 
Uh, so I'm going to take Chaos Williams to win by round one KO. Next up, we got Mozar Ebolev taking on Bryce Mitchell. And Mozar is 29 years old. He's 5'7 with a 72.5 inch reach. He's 16 and 0 and uh, 6 and 0 in the UFC. Uh, Mozar has a lot of finishes. He had a lot of finishes on his record before the UFC and uh, none since. You know he's better. He's better than well-rounded. Uh, he's a very talented grappler. Very good at staying out of harm's way and making people fight his fight. Uh, Mavzar will have a two and a half inch reach advantage in the spot. Uh, he's got a good jab, pretty good head movement, good front kicks up the middle. Also throws that jump and knee up the middle really well, and uh, you know he sets it up very well. You know it's not telegraphed. Uh, great takedowns. It's very hard to get him off you once he's got you down. He makes good reads. Uh, you'll see, you know, his counters getting better and better, you know, throughout the fight as he picks up on what his opponent is doing. Uh, he's got great cardio. He's he's the real deal, man. You know, he's going to take somebody really tough to beat this guy. And he's taking on Bryce Mitchell. He is 28 years old, 5'10 with a 70 inch reach. He is 15 and one and six and one in the UFC. And uh, you know, I like Bryce. I think he's a cool guy. I think he's you know a good wrestler. Um, he's good at getting the takedowns. Has good jujitsu. Um, you know, uh, he only has one win in the UFC by finish, and that was a twister over Matt Sales, uh, which the twister is super cool that he was able to pull that off. But, but you know, um, the opponent not not such a big deal. But uh, as far as the level of competition, and I feel as if up to the Taporia fight, he had a lot of favorable matchups for him um, that he would definitely have his you know wrestling advantage. Um, you know, his striking is good when he has guys worried about the takedowns, you know, they aren't defending properly, uh, with the striking defense cause they're so worried about the takedown. And, uh, you know, if he can't get the takedowns, he's in trouble on the feet usually. And unfortunately, even though I would like to see Bryce win this fight, um, I think Mavzar will be better everywhere the fight goes. And, uh, you know, I think this might be, uh, Mavzar's first finish in the UFC. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Mavzar to get the win by TKO due to ground and pound in round two. Next up, we got Kron Gracie taking on Charles Jourdain. And Kron Gracie is 34 years old. He is 5'9 with a 70-inch reach. He's 5-1 and 1 and 1-1 one and one in the UFC. Uh, so obviously he's a Gracie, he's a very good jiu-jitsu guy, a good grappler, has a uh, boxing background supposedly, but his striking isn't very good. Um, you know, hasn't fought since October 2019 either, so that's something to think about. Uh, he got beat by Cub Swanson in his last fight over three rounds. Um, you know, he doesn't have very good striking defense. He ha He's going to have like a one-inch reach advantage here, but you know, he can't compete on the feet with Jordan at all. Um, you know, he... he kind of just rushes in and, and, you know, just tries to initiate a clinch at any cost, uh, you know, um, just cause that's how he get cause he doesn't have, he doesn't really have good takedowns. You know, he's a, he likes to, he'll pull guard before you see him, you know, shooting a takedown or something like that. Cause he just doesn't have a wrestling background, um, which that can be a very bad idea in the sport of MMA. You know, it's good in the, you know, jujitsu competitions, but bad idea against UFC fighters. Um, and he's taken on Charles Jordan. He's 27 years old, 5'9", with a 69-inch reach. He's 13, 6, and 1, and 4, 5, and 1 in the UFC. And I'm a big fan of Jordanes. He's exciting to watch, very well-rounded, which is something that Kron, you know, quite frankly isn't. But um, Charles has really good explosiveness, a wide variety of strikes. I really like his striking. 
and uh, he pushes a real tough pace on guys. Uh, you know, I thought he came, I thought he won the Shane Burgos fight, and uh, Nathaniel Wood was a, a really tough guy, so I don't hold that loss against him too much. Uh, Charles has really good volume, great combinations, good fast kicks to all levels. Um, he really comes on strong late in the fight. You know, we've seen him in the third round, you know, s- several times screaming and just throwing everything he has at guys. And uh, I think Charles will get a KO here and uh, probably in round two or three. I think Kron's going to walk right into a big shot. And next up, we got Jessica Andrade taking on Eowyn Yan. I'm not sure if I'm saying her first name right, so I'm just going to call her Yan. Um, Jessica Andrade is 31 years old. She's 5'1 with a 62-inch reach. She's 24-10 and 10 and 15-8 and 8 in the UFC. You know, the majority of her career has been in the UFC, so... You know, she's a very powerful woman. You know, she hits like a man. <laughs> she has a really good Muay Thai, good calf kicks, good submissions. Um, it was crazy how she subbed Amanda Lemos with the uh, standing arm triangle like that very quick. Um, she had a loss to uh, Aaron Blanchfield. You know, her last time out was a very good grappler. Um, she destroyed Lauren Murphy right before that over three rounds, just beat beat her senseless. And uh, Andrade has mostly only lost to champions, you know, except for Blanchfield, who's probably a super champion or a future champion. Sorry. And I expect her to have the striking at power advantage in this fight. And uh, she's taking on Jan, who is 33 years old, uh, five five with a 63 inch reach, and she's going to have a one inch reach advantage. She is 16 and three and seven and two in the UFC. So yeah, she'll have the height and reach advantage in this fight. She's pretty good, has a pretty decent striking, no finishes in the UFC yet. Um, you know, she'll have to get the takedowns, in my opinion, to win this fight. Uh, she throws a lot of sidekicks, which is good. She uses it like a jab, you know, um, she throws a lot of volume. And she could possibly use her push kicks to keep Andrade at bay and land from the outside. But, you know, I think I think Andrade eventually is going to find her way through and land a big shot. So um, I'm picking Andrade. And uh, I wouldn't put money on this fight, but I'm going to pick her to win by uh, by knockout round two. Next up, we got the co-main event. Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. And give me a sec. Bilal Muhammad is 34 years old, uh, 5'11 with a 72-inch reach. He is 22 and 3 and 13 3 and 1 in the UFC. Uh, so I'm not a fan of Bilal. He's a good fighter. His record is great in the UFC. Um, I was impressed with him winning his last fight against Sean Brady uh, the way he did. But Brady does have kind of bad cardio, so that's something he needs to work on. I'm sure it's something that Brady's gone back to work on. And I think I think his nose was broken in that fight, which probably further further messed up his breathing. So he gassed out really bad, and Bilal was able to get the finish on him. Um, you know, he, Bilal normally isn't a very exciting fighter to watch. You know, he has excellent cardio. He pushes a very tough pace. He gets guys that can't wrestle down and holds them down the entire fight. Um, his striking has looked a lot better, you know, lately. Um, but the rumor is that Bilal hasn't, you know, had a full camp for this, uh, which is why Burns, you know, wouldn't take it at catch weight and made sure it was five rounds as well. Um, Bilal's going to have a one-inch reach advantage here. And he's taking on Gilbert Burns. He is 36 years old, 5'10", with a 71-inch reach. He's 22-5 and 5 and 15-5 and 5 in the UFC. Uh, so the difference between you know these two guys' records is Burns is basically down to fight anybody, anytime, and he's game against anybody. Um, he fought uh, Kamzat Chemaev when nobody else would. 
And uh, he could have won that fight if it had been different judges, you know, on a different night, you know, because it was a very close fight. Um, Burns stays active. He's always competing in grappling competitions. He has really good jujitsu, and he's going to have the jujitsu advantage in this fight for sure. Um, Burns will have the striking advantage here as well. Um, and I do believe the power advantage on the feet. Um, the only thing Bilal might have going for him here is that he may be able to get those takedowns, but I'm not totally sure he can. And, uh, you know, normally I would say Bilal's cardio would be an advantage for him, but if he really is jumping in on not much of a camp and, you know, he may not have that advantage either. So I'm taking Burns to win this fight. I think he's going to eventually, uh, catch Bilal with that powerful left hand and put him away and probably drop him and submit him probably in, you know, round four. Round four or five, one of the late rounds. Now we got the co-main event. Aljamain Sterling taking on Henry Cejudo. And Aljamain Sterling is 33 years old. 5'7 with a 71-inch reach. He is 22-3 and 14-3 and and in the UFC. Uh, so this is a tricky one for me because, you know, although I respect these guys and their accomplishments in the sport... Uh, especially Cejudo. I really don't like either of these guys. <laughs> I, I more so hate Sterling for, for one, having my middle name as a last name, and two, for um, how he won the title to begin with, and three, for acting like a hard-ass for beating a guy whose arm was out of the socket when he fought TJ Dillashaw. Um, but whatever. And all that aside, he's a really good wrestler, very good at taking the back, um, usually gets the takedowns, has great jiu-jitsu, uh, Trains under Matt Serra, one of my favorite fighters from back in the day. Um, his strikings looked a lot better. Um, in my opinion, the only reason this fight is happening is because Sterling refuses to fight his friend Marab, uh, which I do get you don't want to fight your friend, but this is a sport, and you know it's people's job to try and get that belt. And uh, there's no reason to hold up the rest of the division because you won't fight your friend you know, because you know you'll lose. Uh but Sterling will have a three and a half inch reach advantage in this spot and uh, and a big height advantage as well. And he's taking on Henry Cejudo. He is 36 years old, 5'4 with a 67 and a half inch reach. He is 16 and 2 and 10 and 2 in the UFC. And, uh, you know, Henry's one of the greatest fighters to ever compete in this sport. You know, he's accomplished a lot. Um, his only legitimate loss really was to uh, Demetrius Johnson, you know, who's possibly the greatest of all time. Uh, so no shame there. And uh, Henry is a really good explosive wrestler, Olympic gold medalist. He's very fast. He has big power. Um, he throws very hard leg kicks, uh, very good scrambles, great takedowns and takedown defense. Um, the only thing I can say against him is he's been, you know, retired and hasn't fought since 2020, May 2020. And, uh, you know, he'll have the striking advantage here. Um, you know, with these two guys being such good wrestlers, I don't know if they will be able to get each other down. Um, I want Cejudo to win, and if he hadn't been out this long, I would pick him all day. Uh, but with him being out, you know, so long at such a size disadvantage, there's a lot of questions, you know, because he's going to be able to go the five rounds, you know, how's he going to look? Um, I'm sure he stayed busy. I know he's constantly training guys and coaching guys and everything else. I'm sure he's been training, you know, this whole time. Uh, I still haven't quite decided who I'm going to be picking on this, man. I'm, I really want to go with Cejudo, but for some reason my gut's telling me to go with Sterling, but. You know, I'm going to go with Cejudo, man. I think he's like a minus 120 or it's almost even money right now. So it's not a bad deal either side on this one. Whoever, you know, whoever you decide to go with. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's a bad price on either of them. So whichever way you want to go, you know, it's good value for you. And uh, that's all my picks.
as far as bets go, uh, I have, I try to keep it somewhat simple, uh, trying to get, get away from having all these shitload of plays on every card, but somehow it always still ends up happening. But, uh, I got a Charles Jordan, um, Mozar Evliev, uh, two man parlay. It's plus one Oh five. And, uh, then I got a, what else did I have? Oh, I got a play on Claudio Ribeiro at minus one ninety, and uh, got a unit on each of those. And then I took my. Let's see, I got another parlay that's uh, plus two seventy five. That's Jordan, Evliev, Chaos, and Ribeiro. And then I added Burns and Aleskarov to that, and that's a plus seven fifty. And I don't have very much on on you know the plus. 275 and the plus 750 not very big plays at all so if it doesn't hit not a big deal what's more important is these uh you know first two plays uh, and i if I, I don't know if i'm gonna have any prop bets this week um i'm still thinking about setting up a patreon for you know just for prop bets and prize picks bets because i usually have prize picks bets that beat that uh that hit every week and uh i don't want to give them out you know, for free, because basically then I'm sponsoring prize picks for free and they should be paying me if I'm going to do that. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to, not going to be doing that. And what else, what else do I got? Um, yeah, I guess that's it for me, man. Um, don't forget to, uh, don't forget I'm doing the contest for, um, one of my signed prints. I got, a. I got a signed Demetrius Johnson, a Donald Cerrone, and a Holly Holm. Or I have a signed uh, UFC glove of Juliana Miller uh, from the Tough Show. And I'll let whoever wins that pick which one of those they want. Um, but uh, don't forget, we're just going to do the comments on, on this video. And uh, I'll turn them off the day of the fight. And uh, yeah, I'll go through them after that. And we'll figure out who won and I'll... I'll I'll get it to you, man. We'll see who won first, anyway. Um, I'm I'm gonna try and do contests as often as I can. I can't afford to do the autograph UFC prints. I you know, I can get it like that, but um, you know, I'll give I'll give one away, and then I'll find other things, you know, to to you know put up for people to win or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's it for me, man. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Have a good one.